0: the cylindrical silo excerpts from modern silage methods by the silver manufacturing company salem ohio 1911 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org while the silo in one form or another dates back to antiquity It was not until the latter part of the 1870s that the building of silos intended for manufacture of silage began in this country in 1882 the united states department of agriculture could find only 91 farmers in this country who used silos during the last 25 years however silos have gradually become general in all sections of the country where dairying and stock raising are important industries. It is likely, if a census were taken on the number of silos in this country today, that we would find between a half and three fourths of a million of them. The silo is today considered a necessity on thousands of dairy farms, and we find most of them in the states that rank first as dairy states, that is, New York, iowa illinois wisconsin pennsylvania etc the farmers that have had most experience with silage are the most enthusiastic advocates of the siloing system and the testimony of intelligent dairymen all over the country is strongly in favor of the silo said a new york farmer recently in one of our main agricultural papers i would as soon try to farm without a barn as without a silo the first kind of silos built in this country or abroad were simply holes or pits in the ground into which the fodder was dumped and the pit was then covered with a layer of dirt and sometimes at least weighted with planks and stones then when it was found that a large proportion of the feed would spoil by this crude method separate silo structures were built, first of stone and later on of wood, brick or cement. As previously stated, the first separate silos built were rectangular shallow structures with a door opening at one end. The silos of the French pioneer siloist Auguste Gofar were about 16 feet high and 40 by 16 feet at the bottom. Another French silo built about fifty years ago was two hundred and six times twenty-one and one-half feet and fifteen feet deep, holding nearly fifteen hundred tons of silage. Silos of a similar type but of smaller dimensions were built in this country in the early stages of silo building. Experience has taught siloists that it was necessary to wait the fodder heavily in these silos in order to avoid the spoiling of large quantities of silage in gofar's silos boards were thus placed on top of the siloed fodder and the mass was weighted at the rate of one hundred pounds per square foot it was found however after some time that this heavy weighing could be dispensed with by making the silos deep and gradually the deep silos came more and more into use. These silos were first built in this country in the latter part of the 1880s. At the present time, none but silos at least 20 to 24 feet deep are built, no matter of what form or material they are made. And most silos built are at least 24 to 30 feet deep or more. Since 1892, the cylindrical form of silos has become more and more general these silos have the advantage over all other kinds in point of cost and convenience as well as quality of the silage obtained we shall later on have an occasion to refer to the relative cost of the various forms of silos and shall here only mention a few points in favour of the round silos One round silos can be built cheaper than square ones because it takes less lumber per cubic foot capacity and because lighter material may be used in their construction the sills and studdings here do no work except to support the roof since the lining acts as a hoop to prevent spreading of the walls ONE OF THE ESSENTIALS IN SILO BUILDING IS THAT THERE SHALL BE A MINIMUM OF SURFACE AND WALL EXPOSURE OF THE SILAGE, AS BOTH THE COST AND THE DANGER FROM LOSSES THROUGH SPOILING ARE THEREBY REDUCED. THE ROUND SILOS ARE SUPERIOR TO ALL OTHER FORMS IN REGARD TO THIS POINT. 3. SILAGE OF ALL KINDS WILL USUALLY BEGIN TO SPOIL AFTER A FEW DAYS IF LEFT EXPOSED TO THE AIR hence the necessity of considering the extent of surface exposure of silage in the silo while it is being fed out in a deep silo there is less silage exposed to the surface layer in proportion to the contents than in a shallow one experience has taught us that if silage is fed down at a rate slower than 1.2 inches daily molding is liable to set in About two inches of the top layer of the silage should be fed out daily during cold weather in order to prevent the silage from spoiling. In warm weather, about three inches must be taken off daily. If a deeper layer of silage can be fed off daily, there will be less waste of food materials. Some farmers thus plan to feed off five or six inches of silage daily. The form of the silo must therefore be planned according to the size of the herd, with special reference to this point. Professor King estimates that there should be a feeding surface in the silo of about 5 square feet per cow in the herd. A herd of 30 cows will then require 150 square feet of feeding surface, or the inside diameter of the silo should be Fourteen feet for a herd of forty cows a silo with a diameter of sixteen feet will be required for fifty cows a diameter of eighteen feet for one hundred cows a diameter of twenty-five and one-fourth feet, etc. And of the cylindrical silo excerpts from modern silage methods by the silver manufacturing company. Salem, Ohio, 1911. Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson.